Hi, Sister Beth Murphy here to give you a heads up that due to the nature of our recording conditions, the audio for this episode isn't the quality we'd prefer, but the conversation most certainly is. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hello and welcome to Flowcast, an audio podcast brought to you by the Dominican Sisters of Springfield for the life of the world, Flowcast. I'm your host for this episode, Mary Helen Call. Today's topic, people who are related to Catholic sisters and their unique perspective on religious life. That's the case for me and for our guests as well. I grew up with my beloved aunt, Sister Mary Thomasine Dunham, and partly because of her influence, I've become a Springfield Dominican associate, and with me today are two other associates who also have a Dominican sister in their family. Jansen Eddington is a cousin to Sister Trinita Eddington. Welcome, Jansen. Thank you. And also joining us is Judy Babb Troxell. Judy will say that um, she's both cousin and a very dear friend to Sister Teresa Marin. By extension, both Judy and Sister Teresa have great aunts, three of them, who were also Springfield Dominicans. Hello, Judy. Hello. Thank you. Now, golly, a family with four Springfield Dominican sisters. Uh, tell us the names, if you would, please, of um, you and Sister Teresa's great aunts. Yes, thank you, Mary. I've really never known what it's like not to have sisters in my immediate family. And I can add that they all are Dominican sisters of Springfield at that. My maternal great aunts were Sister Mary Einer, Sister Mary Norbert, and Sister Mary Helen Marin. And then we skipped a generation. And my first cousin, who is seven weeks older than I am, is Sister, Sister Teresa Marin. Very good. Uh, did everyone grow up in Springfield or Illinois? No, the, um, the three sisters were the great aunts grew up around the Penfield, Illinois area. Teresa grew up in Rantoul, Illinois. And as she liked to refer it to, I grew up on the farm, which was about 30 minutes south, um, north of Champaign. Terrific. Illinois born and bred. Yes. And uh, speaking of farms, we also have another sister who grew up on a farm, I, I believe. Jansen, your aunt, uh, Sister Trinita, she grew up just out of Springfield. Is that right? That is correct. She, she grew up on a farm. In fact, she she's actually my grandpa's cousin. And she grew up on a farm uh, near where my grandpa Eddington grew up and lived. And, and it's near South Grand, near the J.C. Penney's here in Springfield, if you're familiar with it. That was where their farms were approximately located. How about that? Springfield has grown quite a lot since then, hadn't it? Uh-huh. Now, Jansen, Sister Trinita has um, spent much of her career down in Jackson, Mississippi. Is that correct? That is correct. And actually, that's how she and I met. Um, I, I went to law school down in Mississippi. And... Um, while I was in law school, my grandpa, uh, we went to lunch one afternoon with my grandpa, my dad and I, 
And I asked if he had ever been to uh, Mississippi, and he sa said I, um, he had been through it, but that we have a cousin down there. And that, that's probably about eight years ago that we had this conversation. And um, where I went to law school was in Jackson, Mississippi, which is um, where Sister Trinita works at St. Dominique's Hospital in Jackson. That's terrific. Very good. Well, now uh, for me, my uh, relative is uh, Sister Mary Thomasine Dunham, and uh, she was aunt to just about uh, 24 nieces and nephews and just about as many greats. Also, uh, her career was spent in uh, teaching uh, elementary schools and parishes throughout Illinois. And uh, Sister Tom, uh, God bless her, she went on to be with God and her heavenly family back in 2003. But, uh, you know, she was a, a joy and a, a blessing in our life and continues to be. So for you, Judy, what was it like growing up with a sister in the family? Well, it's ironic because when we were little, I think Teresa and I both thought that the three maternal aunts were rock stars because in our homes we had a record album that was produced by the Springfield Dominicans. Um, and so we saw their pictures and growing up, um, they, they were quite a bit older. Teresa and I are the youngest, so we're both 61. And it's funny because I, I thought, wow, they're rock stars, but I've, I've come to realize that, that Teresa has, has really become my rock star because she is, as you mentioned, Mary, my cousin and my best friend and now my associate sponsor. And so for me, it's been a, a wonderful journey to have that always, that guiding light. Um, I was educated by Dominicans of Springfield at St. Malachi grade school in Rantoul um, two years ago. That um, work for them um, ended and we're still part of St. Malachi Parish and the priest is keeping the Dominican spirit alive and I feel as an associate I can help in that. So it's it's always been something very natural for me. A real, real wonderful gift. Uh-huh. That's tremendous. Uh, Jansen, how about you? What was it like having a, a sister in the family, a Dominican sister? Well, as I shared earlier, I've I've only known for about about eight years, but I but I think um, this may be a good time to share kind of how we met and some experiences that we've had. So when I was in law school, a classmate of mine was having a law school moment, we'll say, and the cathedral uh, was right around the corner of the law school. And so usually during the week I would attend mass there. And because this classmate of mine was having this moment, I didn't go to mass that day, but I went the following day. And while I was there, I recognized Sister Trinita. And that was the first time that we actually met in person um, was at church by some coincidence. And if you fast forward about a year later, I'm in the airport in Atlanta and I'm sitting there and I notice on a flight from, from Atlanta to Jackson, I noticed some Dominican sisters in the corner and I thought, oh, I, w I wonder if they know Sister Trinita. Well, it was Sister Trinita and Sister Dorothea. And so I went and talked to them and visited for a minute. And then, and then here I work and live here in Springfield. And I went to a restaurant, a local restaurant. And I remember sitting in there and thinking, oh, this is the kind of place that family would eat at. And I look in the corner and I see a Dominican in a, in a habit. 
And who would it be but my cousin, Sister Trinita? So we have these three very, very random experiences that are, I think, more than coincidence. And we've had planned and intentional experiences, but there were definitely these three that stick out. And to, to really answer your question, though, having her in my life has been such a gift. And I know how much of a gift that she is and the Dominicans are down in Mississippi, because while I was in school there, they're, they're legends. I mean, they, they are, they're, they're truly rock stars would be probably uh, an understatement. They are, the work that they do is so important and so crucial and critical. And, and it is so neat to see and have that, have someone in, in my family who is really living the gospel through their lives. And it's a truly an inspiration. And, and I have many heroes and sheroes, and she's definitely one of them. Yes, indeed. Tell us a bit about Sister Trinita. Uh, she started out uh, young, joined the Dominican Sisters uh, right out of high school, correct? As I understand it, yes. And, and then um, she had an interest in the medical career and then went down to Jackson and became oh, nursing. Thank you. I was, I was thinking that's what it was. But one of the things that she did, and one of the stories I've appreciated in, in the book that they wrote about their experiences, and she's also a nurse practitioner, but one of the experiences that I was thinking about was that she founded uh, a clinic for those without medical insurance and serves those who are in most need in Jackson, Mississippi. And it, and again, as I shared that, you know, they're uh, rock stars down there. The, the work they that they do is is just so important and so impactful. In the in the book, I, I hope I don't get in trouble for sharing this little bit of story. But there's a story about how she decided that she was going to found this clinic, and she went around the hospital with a post-it notes claiming items for the clinic. And it just cracks me up because if you know our family, this is totally something that anybody in our family would do. We've, we've decided we're going to do this and the details will just fill in as they are, but, but it was, it, it definitely made me smile. And is uh, Sister Trinita, is she still working? Uh, yes. She is a rock star, isn't she now? Uh, what I have read about her her mission and her work has, uh, has been tremendous, and she's been down there in Jackson and helped them uh, establish themselves and with the the clinic as well. So God bless her for her work. Yes, in, in her 80s, and she's still just getting started. Well, fabulous, just fabulous. Judy, I have seen uh, to Sister Teresa uh, Marin around the campus of Sacred Heart uh, Convent, and uh, she is always a, a doer. She is. She is certainly a doer. Um, it's it's funny because when we were growing up, um, there was a funny thing that my mother would say, why aren't you more like Teresa? I don't think it was because it was a doer. She was a little bit quieter in class and things like that. So it's funny. I feel like I've always tried to keep up with her. And that's hard to do because she's a natural athlete. She played basketball in high school and she became a Dominican when she was in her late 20s and went back to serve at St. Malachy, our alma mater. And she ended up then also doing the landscaping for the school and the parish. She was also uh, director of vocations for the, the Springfield community for a long time. She was at Marion High School, and one of her roles 
evolved into advancement work, which I was at the University of Illinois doing advancement advancement work, but I always said Marion was kind of ahead of their game. And I think it was a little bit because of Teresa's energy. She would travel around the country and meet with students who had recently graduated from Marion in their first years of college. From an advancement professional in higher ed in, in my career, they really got the importance of that. The formation, not only of faith, but it's so hard when young people go away and are away from their families for the first time. Teresa had a ball. I mean, she went places that she spent time down in Jackson as well, but she's she's traveled the world and um, we can be places together. Uh, we were at the Kiara Center, a retreat center in Springfield at a holiday program and a student recognized her from afar. Her impact has been great because of that energy, that commitment, that joy, that she just shares with all. That charism, that's the Dominican charism in her, really. Indeed, it is. And uh, we are so blessed and fortunate for our cousins, for our aunts, for all of our Dominican sisters, as I'm sure you'd agree. Now, for me, with Sister Thomasine in the family, well, she was, like Sister Teresa, uh, quite an athlete. And she could play baseball, basketball, uh, just about anything. And so when she would come for family visits, uh, basketball or uh, baseball was usually in the game. My brother shared with me a story about Sister Tom coming to visit, and she had the very long veil uh, with the habit. And the veil had what my brother called the crown, you know, when it would peek out. But uh, she went over across the street to the public school, and she and my aunt just had a rousing game of basketball together. And this was back in the 70s, and and surely must have been uh, quite a sight. Sister Tom was uh, Sister Thomasine Dunham was also known as a, a Cardinal fan, and and you might know that at the mother house there's a friendly rivalry between the Cubs and the Cardinals and. Well, at, at my house, it was, uh, we were Cubs fans, and Sister Thomasine was the only one allowed to be a Cardinal fan in the house. And I was dating a young man at the time, and he was a Cardinal fan. And I said, now, whatever you do, when you come into the house, say you're a Cardinal fan. Well, Sister Thomasine was there one day. It was a Sunday. She was watching the Cubs against the Cards, and my friend comes into the house and says to Sister Thomasine, how about those Cubs? They're playing one heck of a game today. Sister Thomasine yells out, oh, no, another Cubs fan. <laughs> we never had that young man in the house again. <laughs> it was funny. So, Jansen, do you have occasion much to to uh, spend time with Sister Trinita? Does she is she able to come up for visits here, or she's mainly uh, working very hard down in Jackson? Mainly working hard down in Jackson. There have been a, a number of occasions since I've moved to Springfield that we've connected. We write to each other. I I, I became a, she does come for community events. When I became a Dominican associate, she called and congratulated me for that. And and Sister Celestine, who's my sponsor, she she was down in Jackson with Sister Trinita. 
That is very good. And Judy, how about you? Did you have much occasions, parties where Sister Teresa was uh, uh, in attendance? You know, given that we're the same age and the only time we've really been apart is at college. Um, so she, so it's, it's almost like we are sister sisters. She's, I've been blessed. Her mother is still alive, Marvita Marin. And so if I'm coming down to Springfield for a meeting at the mother house, um, I'm the start the, the anti-racism committee. Marvita gets in the car with me and then we drive down and she spends time with Teresa. So I'm extremely fortunate through my formation, Teresa was at the mother house. And so she was always there through my associate formation. She was just here last Friday in Rantoul for a mass for Sister Joan's sibling. Her sister Jean had just passed away. And so it, it's really, it's, it's, it's almost the one time that we weren't able to is when Teresa was traveling the country for Marion and then I was engaged in my work at the university, but yes, we try to get together as often as we can. And I think the the closeness is from the standpoint of taking advantage of that now that COVID has subsided and we're able to do more of that. That's been wonderful. How did you feel about Sister Teresa Marin? You both were just months apart, you said, in age? Seven weeks. Oh, seven weeks at that. And that she went on to join the Dominican sisters. What were your feelings at that time? Did you feel like you were losing someone or gaining someone? Um, definitely gaining because Teresa's spirit was always, um, Teresa and I have never had harsh words. I don't know that Teresa's ever had harsh words with anyone. And she has always been very close to her faith I think our family as a whole has grown up always having a closeness to their faith. And it's ironic because my husband is a convert and he went through formation at St. John Newman Center at the U of I. And I can remember the priest telling us that so many young people today, their parents sometimes kind of try to persuade them to, to not think about vocations. And I remember I blurted out, oh, really? You know, in our family, that was like winning the lottery. I have, you know, four relatives that are Dominican sisters. So I could not have been um, more proud of her. And to be able to see the fulfillment that it's not only given Teresa, but to every life that she's touched, her discernment, she took her time. And when it happened, it was, again, I'm going to say it's better than winning the lottery. It's a gift that keeps on giving. And uh, when was Sister Teresa Marin, when did she profess her final vows? Do you recall? 1990. So she was close to, she was in her upper 30s. And and I don't know if you remember me saying um, when I was younger, my much younger, my mother would say, why aren't you more like Teresa? And I leaned over in the chapel and said, this is why I'm not like Teresa. Her vocation is different. But then we were able to share in that same chapel the joy that when I became an associate. So it was just, it was wonderful. I have somewhat of a similar story about being asked, why aren't you a, a Dominican? Uh, when I was in high school and went on to college and then was engaged to be married, I uh, was very close with my piano 
teacher, Sister Mary Carolyn Ingram, back at the uh, Sacred Heart Academy. Anyhow, I had written Sister Carolyn to let her know that I was um, going to be married. And she sent me a letter saying, well, if you change your mind, uh, contact Sister Margaret Rose, and she'll be happy to share with you about vocations. Well, when my uh, father passed away and we were gathered, Sister Karen Friend, who was Sister Sienna back in the day, I had shared that story in the company of my husband and Sister Karen, and uh, my husband turned to her and said, I'm sorry, sister. <laughs> and the sister said, well, that's okay, Frank. We, we need all vocations in life. And uh, that is true. That is true. Now, how did uh, having a Dominican sister of Springfield uh, as family member impact your own faith and uh, your relationship with the church? Jansen, how about you? It has definitely strengthened it and given it a different and a more profound meaning, I think is how I would describe it. When I first moved to Springfield, I, I, I learned about the associate program, but I, I waited a couple of years. And, and, and then, uh, as I shared earlier, uh, prior to our discussion, that I was part of the COVID class. And I, I think that in that space, I was able to find and, and connect with a larger community in a much deeper and more profound way uh, than I think I otherwise would have been able to. And I, I have com comfort and consolation knowing that I have a lot of people who are praying for me and, and supporting me. And then likewise, I'm praying for them. One example I would give, I, I share when I was prepping for the bar, you know, I, I recommend bar prep and prayers from the Dominican Sisters of Springfield. It has worked for me. And, and some of my friends who um, they've set for the bar, I've, I put their prayer requests forward and, and they have been successful too. So I think that, that I have definitely benefited and been very grateful for the opportunity to benefit from the prayers and then also developed a deeper and, and more intentional prayer life and spiritual development. Judy, how about you? Uh, did having a Dominican sister impact your faith and your relationship with the church? Yes, it did. I think that one of the things, one of my fondest memories is even to this day, Teresa will send me a text or an email on the Feast of the Rosary because my mother had a devout devotion to Mary and to saying the Rosary many times a day. And we often talk about that and how that is such a Dominican example that when Dominic received it from Mary and having that connection, you know, seeing it in the chapel on the mosaic has been something that when I'm in there, my, my mother passed away when I was 39 and I still have a closeness. And I think it is because of that rosary and from the standpoint that Teresa has always reminded me happens to be the day before my mother's birthday. And so we often talk about that. And also I would say even Teresa was the one who first talked to me when I became an associate because I think she knew of my social justice passion and she talked to me about the anti-racism committee. That's a type of spiritual growth that being educated by the Dominicans, becoming an associate, it has brought me full circle 
to my adult spiritual life and prayer life and and the giving to my time and talent in a way that allows me to bring that aspect into the continued work that I do as an associate. And I think very much that's been formed for me by Teresa's engagement in, in her Dominican life and sharing it with me as cousin, friend, and now associate sponsor. That's, I too uh, feel a closeness with my aunt, Sister Mary Thomasine, by being a Dominican associate. Although she uh, has passed, uh, I believe that she had a major role and continues to support me to this day. Um, Sister Thomasine in our house was, was always admired and we were always proud of her. And she was still our friend. Sister Thomasine and perhaps Sister Trinita became Dominican sisters at a time when the community was uh, not as open as it is now. You know, there weren't so many family visits and going to the mother house wasn't as common as it is now, which is a good and beautiful thing. And the Dominican Associates, that program opening up to us all. Sister uh, Thomasine was a, a role model in faith for us and what we all dearly loved and my two youngest siblings, there's 12 of us in the family, so my two youngest siblings had often talked about how Sister Thomasine was a guide to them in their life's journey and um, was always open-minded and non-judgmental. And uh, what a blessing that is to have in life. And it's also a blessing just to be associated to a Dominican sister. I was always proud to be out and about you know, with Sister Tom, and, and she uh, flew out here. I live in Reston, Virginia, outside of D.C., and she flew out here once to uh, have a visit, and it couldn't have been more spectacular. We are, are truly blessed. Looking back now in your life, is it different because of the Dominican relative in your world and in your family? Yes, I absolutely. I mean, if I look at the time before I connected with Sister Trinita to today, and it, going even back to the, the the previous question, my faith has been more developed. My the the experiences and the connection with the church and with my faith and the deepening deepening of it, definitely, and and it has opened a a world that while it existed, it, it I wasn't aware of it, and in a way, I've connected because Sister Trinita is part of a uh, my family at a time. My, my grandpa is no longer with us. And so it's a lens into that time in, in, a, in my family's background in history that I, I don't know much about. I mean, I know some things, but I don't know. And so hearing stories from her, hearing stories about that gives me a deeper understanding and appreciation for how I got to where I am in my life, if that makes any sense. Yes, it does. Judy, what would you say to uh, other people about your perspective on not only having a sister who is related to you, but also the Dominican Sisters of Springfield, the community as a whole? Well, I think they've been, you know, they've been in my entire 61 years of life, not only as relatives, but educators, friends. Um, they're continuing to educate me. 
from this standpoint. I, I think my life is more richer and more fuller when I think about that involvement. And I have a 10-year-old niece in Colorado who goes to a Catholic school and talks about wanting to become a sister. And I've talked to Teresa about that because I said, you know, at what age do, do we start working with her? Um, she is, she is someone who has a lot of Teresa's similarities, pure joy. I, I think for me, you know, I look back and Teresa and I have, have received, you know, three sacraments together. And then I was at her final professions and she gave the bless the meal blessing at my wedding. It's that sacramental union that continues to be enriched. I think through the process of the faith, the Catholic faith that was always a part of our lives, but Dominican faith, Dominican charisms. Teresa and I shared that and we continue to share that. And so when I talk to other individuals about this, I'm very proud. And I, and I think that personal family connection, because people are like, you have four sisters in, you know, I have, I have three biological sisters, but, but yes, and I, I think that insight, that experience allows me to be able to share with them something that they might have other assumptions about. Um, and I think they're amazed, like even my three biological sisters who are older and were educated by Dominican Sisters of Springfield, some of the work I'm engaged in, they're amazed at the breadth and the depth that continues to be there, again, for the life of the world, right? And, and, I'm, and that's something that is felt in your heart and in your soul. And it's something that you just share joyfully with others. I would have to say uh, about the community as a whole that, Judy, to use your words, they are rock stars. They impress me without end. They extend God's love into the world in such a beautiful way and an intelligent way. Uh, the Springfield Dominicans don't only affect people in Springfield or within their own mission, but across the nation and around the globe. Uh, they've recently uh, had a presence at the um, UN Climate Change Conference, the COP27 in Egypt. The work that they do on Jubilee Farm, uh, healthcare for all, clinics established in places of need, and the the fight for justice, uh, welcoming migrants, uh, serving the hungry, the racial equality. They are a, a dynamic community. If someone asked you now, Judy, I know your niece, is it your 10-year-old niece? If someone asked her, would she consider a vocation to the religious life or someone else in your life? What would you say, Judy, to them? Absolutely. I think from this standpoint, it can be one of the most fulfilling vocations you could have in a life where the community is supportive, the breadth and the depth again of the outreach that they do is fulfilling in a world based upon true values of faith and generosity and love. It doesn't really get better than that. No, it doesn't. 
and at Janssen. I'm sure you'd recommend someone uh, to further their uh, interest in the religious life. Absolutely. I, if I would definitely recommend it if, if someone is and, and connect them with uh, people who can help them along their way. And I, I too would walk with them as far as they would want or need um, in that journey. I know that I would say that I would support them and, and pray for them. And I would encourage them to consider the uh, Dominican Sisters of Springfield <laughs> as their, their uh, religious community of choice, because these sisters help you to develop as a, as a person of God and as a person with individual talents to offer in service of God and their greater community. The uh, Dominican Sisters of Springfield are dynamic, intelligent. They are fun. We've had some fun with them. I know you guys are shaking your heads. And the other thing is that they're celebrating 150 years as a religious community. So they must be doing something right, huh? Yes, definitely. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I did want to end with one story about my aunt, Sister Mary Thomasine Dunham. You know, she, she had a difficult life. Uh, she suffered greatly with uh, mental health challenges. And right about the time that she uh, began to have more clarity in her life, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, which eventually did take her life. The thing that amazed me was that she never complained. Not a word about why me, God, why now? Uh, never had anything to say negative. And uh, just days before her passing, uh, one of my sisters, Martha, uh, was visiting with her. And Sister Thomasine, who was usually just a quiet person, she shared her whole life story with my sister and told her her reasons for this and reasons for that. And, and she ended by saying, she said, your mom and Uncle Bob and Aunt Em, well, they all have families. And I have a family too. I have the Dominican sisters of Springfield. And she was so grateful for the love that they shared with her and the love that they shared, that she shared with them. And it's, it's a life that blessed her and blesses many of our Dominican sisters, all of them, I'm sure. So I would like to end by saying, if anyone listening uh, would uh, appreciate information on becoming a sister or a Dominican associate, or to get some information on Cor Unum House, both Judy, all Judy and Jansen and I, all of us, we suggest that you go to the website, Springfield OP. Dot org. That's springfieldop.org. So thank you so much for being here today. Judy Bob, Bab Troxel, and Jansen Eddington, thank you for sharing your time and your stories and your hearts with all of us. And our sincere love and appreciation to our Dominican family members, Sister Trinita, Sister Teresa Marin, your three aunts, great aunts, and our sincere appreciation and love to all Dominican sisters of Springfield, wherever you may be. God bless you. 
Thank you. Flowcast is a production of the Dominican Sisters of Springfield. We share the stories of people changing lives in hopeful ways for the life of the world. A big thank you to our Flowcast team, engineer and editor, Brandon Durham, marketing guru, Jean Ann Miller, and Flowcast producer extraordinaire, Sister Beth Murphy. I'm your Flowcast guest host for this episode, Mary Helen Call. Thank you for listening and make today a good day for yourself and for the life of the world. God's blessings for Advent and a Merry Christmas to all. Thank you.